The Beat Church, bringing you messages of inspiration, hope, and freedom. Turn up the volume and get ready for the truth that will set you free. It's awesome. We get to do a really cool thing today. I'm looking around, and uh, we're going to bring up uh, Madison. Come on, Madison. And we're going to bring up um, Jenna and Kyle. Uh, Pastor Art, you want to come up and help us do this? Um, is uh, your kids here? Where? Oh, I was looking for you, for them being over there. Is McKinley here? Okay, she's coming. All right, so we're going to up their whole family. So um, let me see that mic. All right, I'm going to let her share, and then we're going to pray uh, over her. But we are getting ready to start. So, you know, the, the, really the, the life of our church is community groups. If you're not in a community group, go get in one. A uh, community group is a place where you can connect as a family with other people. And even if you're a single, you're, still, you're connecting with people. A lot of times in church, everything's divided. It's divided by age. It's divided by gender. It's divided by interest. It's divided by all these things. And then we tell the world, hey, guys, we should have unity, not so much division. But the minute you come into church, it's like, well, you look like you're this age, and you look like you have this type of style or interest, so you go over here, and then, hey, you go over there, and then you go over here. And we believe that God wants us to do things in unity because there's something beautiful that each of us has to offer. And so community groups gives us a chance to do that. And Madison's going to share, but she's getting ready to start a community group in Cedar Park area. So if you're in that area, uh, community group is coming. And so I'm going to have her share on that. We're just going to then pray over their family and just bless them as they get ready to do this. Uh, so there you go. Jump in. Hey, guys. Um, so God is just so awesome. Um, and what to have a relationship with you because he cares about you. He cares about your values and your aspirations and truly what you want in life. Um, so I have been searching for a new couch um, because I'm going to be hosting community group, and the couches I had, I got for free, and they were a blessing, and they worked for the time being, but knowing I'm going to have people over every single week, I needed a sturdy couch, um, and one of my couches is wobbly, even my kids sitting on it, I'm like, be still, don't move, don't try to surf, like, just sit slowly down <laughs> on the couch, and so knowing I have, like, not suitable sofas, I'm like, okay, I'm, so I've, I set out, I'm looking for a sofa, and um, I found one. I went to a furniture store, I just walked in, and I was like, this is the one. Sticker on it was $1,600. I'm like, that's a lot of money. Uh, can you deliver it? They're like, yes, we can. I'm like, I'm on the third floor. They're like, that's fine. And I'm like, I will pay the extra money. So I put 10% down, six. Uh, $160 on it, and I don't have to pay the rest until I pick the couch up, so I'm just like, wow, that's a lot of money. $2,000 is a lot of money for me. It was like almost my whole tax return, and I'm thinking like, um, gosh, I have all these things that I need to spend this money on, but Lord, it's for you. This couch is for you. I'm trusting and believing, and I had shared with my friend that I'm about to drop $2,000 on a couch, and she's like, um, no. <laughs> That is foolish. You just listed all these things that you need to spend with this money. And I'm like, okay, I still need a couch though. And I've been looking for used couches and I have not found one. So what do I do? And so I'm going back and forth this, like the week prior to me getting my couch, I'm just like stressing about it and like 
oh my gosh, Lord, like, <laughs> I need a new sofa. This sofa's for you. This couch is for you. Like, what do I, what is the solution here? And I finally just surrendered it to God. I truly just, like, left it at, in his feet. And it's so silly that a couch can change someone's life, but it did. This sofa that I got, um, <laughs> it is not just a couch, but it's just God reminding me of how much he loves me and, and just, like, values me, values my, what I want in life. Um, so anyways, after surrendering this, this issue of me, like, spending all this money and just trusting and believing that he's going to use it to, for his glory, um, I got on Facebook, and there was almost the exact couch that I was going to spend $2,000 for, for 600 bucks. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is it. And so I'm messaging this lady and um, I was like, can I come get it Monday? And she's like, well, yeah, but it's going to have to be 9 a.m. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, who do I have that can move a couch 9 a.m. on a Monday? So I'm t- calling my parents and they're like, well, does it have to be 9 a.m. Monday? And I'm like, at this point, it's Saturday. And I'm like, well, uh, let me see. And so message the lady back and she's like well if you can be here by 4 p.m and at this point it's 2 p.m and I have to get a rental truck gather my parents go from Cedar Park to Round Rock and just coordinating and I was just like sure yes okay (laughs) like trusting and believing this is the right couch and I'm on I see that we have some friends in common and I'm like wow, okay, she has Pastor Art as one of her friends. I was like, this is crazy. And then we have another mutual friend who is an old church acquaintance, and I was like, this is God. This is 100% God. And so I'm so stoked that I'm going to get this couch, and it's cheaper, and oh my goodness. And I pull up. It all worked out. We pulled up at 350 to get this couch, and I'm just like, yes. It's a, it truly was a miracle. It was God just like showing me like, hey, I'm, I'm stepping out for you. I'm, I'm going to do. I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do. I'm going to provide for you. So I'm just telling this lady, oh my goodness, this is such a blessing. I'm so excited. We get it in this small moving van somehow. And um, I'm on my way. I called Jenna after I get the couch. I'm so stoked. And I'm like, just sharing how just the joy of my heart that God's providing this for me. And um, the lady texts me back and she was like, hey, I spoke with my husband And um, we actually just want to bless you with the sofa. So will you come back and get the money? And it was just like, oh my gosh, what? What? And it's not just that I got a free sofa, you guys, because my other two sofas were free. They didn't cost me anything. It's just, but it felt spontaneous. It's to me, it felt spontaneous, but it was not spontaneous. God knew that he had a sofa out there for me, the one that I wanted, not just some random sofa, but a sofa that I wanted. This one came with an ottoman that I wasn't going to get. All these things, God will do abundantly more than you can ask for or imagine, and he did. And then when I turned around, I went back and got, got my money back, and I just got to share with them like that what God's doing with the sofa, you know, that he's going to bring people together to glorify you and and I needed that I needed to know that God's gonna show up for me when I can't he's gonna do for me what I can't ever do um he's gonna meet me where I where I feel like I don't have enough he's gonna show up and do more than what I could ever think believe or imagine and then they threw in two lamps (laughs) you know just just because (laughs) so uh that's what I wanted to share and I know that God's just gonna 
show up at this community group. He's going to show up in Cedar Park, and um, my kids are going to go th- grow through this situation. I'm going to grow closer with God, and I'm just so, so excited. So, Amen. Amen. That is so cool. So the, the thing to get out of that, you know, anytime we share, you know, these testimonies and stuff is, you know, God loves each of us. And so when you hear this, you know, she just stepped out in faith and said, you know what, we're going to do this. We want to open our home. We want to bring people in and love on them and trust God. And then God provides and throws in the lamps, right? Just takes care of her. And the ottoman. And that's, and a coffee table. Does it do anything else? How amazing is that? But hear that for her and then also hear that in, man, God loves me. And if I'm willing to step out, if you're willing to step out into something God's calling you to do, that God wants to provide for you and do miracles for you and to watch over for you. Sometimes we're like, man, I wish God would do a miracle for me. He wants to. Sometimes we've got to get out of the boat and get on the water if we want to have a chance to walk on it. Amen? So let's pray over her, pray over their family. Uh, I'm actually going to pass this to uh, Kyle to pray. And then Pastor Art, if you want to pray after that, we're just going to pray over them and just believe that God's going to just really work through this, the whole family and the whole community group. Yes, Lord, I thank you so much, God, for your faithfulness to to the Bernie family, to Madison and and to Caden and McKinley, God, that you have, uh, for these past few years, just radically transformed this family's destiny, their legacy, God. And I thank you that what's going on is a reflection of your goodness and of your mercy, God. And and I thank you that it's um, attainable, it's available for us all, no matter what walk of life we're going through. And I thank you for just Madison's obedience and her humility to submit to your uh, guidance and to your just lordship over her life, God. And as that's happened, it's transformed things. And I thank you that that's going to pass on to her kids. It's going to pass on to every person that comes through her door and sits on that blessed couch, God. Lord, we thank you for it, for the ways that you're providing. Lord, I thank you that, that they're showing up in the strength that they have. God, and that you're moving through this family in incredibly powerful ways, God. And so we look forward to it, Jesus. We thank you for it. Lord, we pray that this family be blessed in everything they do, Jesus. Praise the Lord. How light of Christ in them, Lord, as they open the door, Lord. I just thank you for the angels that surround them, protect them as they've opened this door for people to come in and see Christ. Christ living in them and the lives that will be touched and blessed, and Lord, that Christ and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, Lord, to teach them to open the door and allowing that community in Cedar Park to know that you're alive and you're living through Madison, you're living through this family that have opened the door and said, come on in, Christ is here and showing up. And many lives in that community will be touched and be blessed, will be set free and know that Jesus is not dead, he's alive. And we give you all the praise. Just put your hand of protection over their lives, over their family, Lord, as as you continue to meet every need in abundance and overflowing and meet every need, Lord. And we bind the enemy, the forces, the powers of darkness that would even try to hinder what you're doing. For greater are you that's in her than he that's in the world. And, Father, let that light shine. In Cedar Park, in Jesus' name, and everybody says, amen. amen, amen. Amen, let's give them a hand. It's going to be awesome. If you're in Cedar Park area, hey, go plug in. And if you've had it on your heart to start a community group or something like that, hey, let us know, because we believe that God wants to uh, work through 
each of our lives. I'm going to find this. We're going to do something different today. Um, we're skipping announcements. Uh, we just made our biggest announcement. We're going to skip the rest. Can, you can put the uh, music on that I have for that playlist. And we're going to do something very different. So you may or may not have ever heard of this before. Um, but we're going to get very involved. Uh, where did Alan, Alan and uh, Stosh, you guys want to come grab these and pass these out? Uh, you, everybody's going to get a, a small journal and a, and a pen. And we're going to do something. They call this, uh, so this is the Latin, it's Lectio Divino. And this is the divine, not Latino, but close. This is, it's, it's the divine reading of Scripture. It's, list, it's reading Scripture and listening to what God would speak to you. And so I'm going to walk us through this. And the person giving the message today to you is going to be God. I'm going to read his word. I'm going to give you a verse. You say, well, I don't know. Is this right? Is this proper? Well, I'm going to give you a verse because we do everything by the Bible here. And this is coming out of Hebrews. It says, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. It talks about God's word as being alive and active, able to get into our heart, get into our mind, get into who we are, and actually literally speak to us and talk to us. And so we're in this series on personal wholeness, and today we're talking about spiritual wholeness. And I prayed on it and thought about it. I said, Lord, how do we talk about spiritual wholeness? How do we get this point across? How do we work on this? And here's the reality. Spiritual wholeness, peace, shalom, that Jesus wanted to give us, this wholeness and completeness in God, comes through your personal relationship with your Creator. It doesn't come through me as a pastor. It doesn't come from showing up on Sunday mornings and singing a song and clapping our hands and going home. It doesn't even come through reading your Bible because you can read your Bible and check it off the list and I did my devotional and usually it takes me 15 minutes but I crunched it through and I got it done in 10 this week. But I didn't get anything from it. It comes from when we slow down enough to connect to God, our source, and say, I want to hear from you. Can you speak to me? And trusting that he is not only able, but that he is willing to speak to you through his word. And so that is what we're going to do this morning. And the way that we're going to do that is I have some scriptures. We're going to put them up on the board. Uh, and we will, as we go through these, I will read them. And you guys can read them with me. And then after we read it, we'll pause and you have your journal. And all you're going to do is sit and listen. You're going to say, God, what are you saying to me in this? Not what are you saying for the person next to me. What are you saying to me? And ways to think of that. What word stands out in this passage for me? What emotion stands out? What memory stands out? What thought stands out? Like, Lord, what are you saying to me? Maybe a word of peace and a memory comes of something that you've been through in your life. And well, I haven't thought of that for a while. Why is that coming to mind right now? Because God's wanting to bring peace to that situation. So it's just slowing down and listening and asking him what would he want to do. So 
We're going to start out in John 14, 25 to 27. And when I say we're ready, we'll read it together. And then we'll take a, a minute or two to just reflect and write. And then we'll go on to the next scripture. And that's all we're doing this morning. That's it. There's not going to be a preaching time. We're just listening to the Holy Spirit to speak to us. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit would come. That's God's spirit. Jesus said, I will not leave you an orphan, but I'll send my spirit. It says that he will lead us into truth. That's the understanding and knowledge of his word and how we're in relation to his plan and purpose for our life. That he will bring comfort. If you're hurting, if you're going through something, if you've been through a pain, he brings comfort. And that he'll be our counselor. You're going through a situation like, I don't know what to do. That he's available. That he wants to speak to you. And so we're going to do that this way this morning. But peace, the Bible's definition of that and the peace that it's talking about that Jesus gives, uh, the word means properly wholeness. When all the essential parts are joined together, peace, God's gift of wholeness. So spiritual peace, and when you're healed, you're healed, you, you will hear this word multiple times as we read, peace. It's talking about a wholeness that comes from God. And as you listen, that's what you're asking for. Lord, what are you trying to make whole in my life? What's broken that you want to restore? What's incomplete that you want to complete in me? Amen? So John 14, 25 through 27. You should see it up on the screen, and we'll just read it together. It says, All of this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. Are we up? Yep, we're up. All right, let's start over. Okay, we're going to read this together. And then when I'm done... We're done reading it together. You'll stop. But as you read it, pay attention to the words. Read it and really understand it. And when you're done reading it, take a minute to journal. Okay, so we'll read them together and then there'll be a pause. Ready? One, two, three. All of this I have spoken while still with you. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. Okay, now just take a minute. I'm going to read it again just as you journal. Just listen to the music, listen to the words, and say, Lord, what are you speaking to me? All of this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid.
When you're listening to God, you don't have to listen to all of your circumstances, all the things in life, the comparisons to others, the busyness of life. It's just, he sees you. Hagar called him the God who sees me. He knows you. He knows your heart. Romans chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. Let's read this one together. Okay, ready? Therefore, since we have been justified through faith. Are we up? All right, slide, guys. Stay with me. Ready? Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. All right, so now just take time and just reflect on, Lord, what is this saying to me? What do you want to speak to me through your word? His word is alive. It is active. He wants to speak to you through it. It's not just a book to sit on the shelf and get dusty. It's his word that he wants to speak to you about situations in your own life. I'm going to read it again just as you meditate on it. Listen for what he may say to you and and journal on that. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Okay, we're going to go to the next one, Colossians 1, 15 to 20. That up. All right, let's read together. One, two, three. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in Him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all of his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. Read it again and just reflect on that. The Son is the image of the invisible God, 
the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all of his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. If you've never read and really stopped and listened before, you're not looking for necessarily an audible voice. You're looking for the Lord speaking to your heart. He'll bring things from your experience, from your life to the surface. When he does, just begin to speak to him about it. Lord, why? What do you want to talk about this? Maybe something about your, his plan and his purpose for your life where you're going, something that's happened, something he wants you to do. Maybe he'll just say, I miss you. Maybe he just hasn't had any time with you. Maybe he died for you and he loves you and he wants to be in relationship with you and you're just like, you know, I miss you. Let's spend some time with you. Come get away. He said that to his disciples. He'd take them away and he'd say, come, come get away with me. Let's go be by ourselves. Isaiah 26, 3. Let's go to that one. All right, ready? It says, you keep in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. from Matt Myers training for Spartan racing he went running with me and he said you're going too fast better to go slow and then you can go longer get more out of it your body can adjust 
Devotions can be the same way. Spending time with the Lord can be the same way. But sometimes we're going too fast. I didn't hear anything. Okay, what's next? When's the next verse? Just sometimes it's just wait. Wait on the Lord. Wait for him to speak to you. Wait for him to give you direction. Wait for him to bring healing, to bring peace, to speak into the situation of your life. Romans 8, 6. All right, all together. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Colossians 3, chapter, or chapter 3, verses 12 through 17. This is a longer one, but I'll reread it after we read it together. It says, put on, we can read together, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you must also forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So this is a longer one, but just listen to the words and God challenging you on anything? Is he speaking to you about anything? Is he encouraging you in anything? I'm just going to reread it. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all of these, put on love which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, 
singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. John 16, This is Jesus speaking. We'll read it together. It says, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Romans 16, verses 19 through 20. Okay, all together. Everyone has heard about your obedience, so I rejoice because of you, but I want you to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. Romans 15, verse 13. Altogether, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope.
Psalms 29.11. All together, may the Lord give strength to his people. May the Lord bless his people with peace. Now, if you take your journal and go back to the beginning of it, go back to the first page if you're writing things down. I just want to take a minute just to look through there. I just think, is, is there any themes there? Is there anything that God's really kind of speaking to me about through these verses? Anything in calm? Is anything that he's trying to get into my heart right now, get into my mind right now? Trying to get me to turn over or to surrender or to rejoice in, be thankful for, whatever that might be. So this isn't a normal message, but whose house is this? It's God's house, right? The Bible says my house will be called a house of prayer, right? I don't know how to pray. You just did. Simple prayer is just talking to God, asking him, Lord, how do, what do you want to talk to me about? What can I talk to you about? When we read his word, it's asking him, Lord, what do you want to speak to me in this? What are you trying to say? How are you trying to interact with me? just that ability to, to learn and to listen to what God is sharing for your own life. There's people in this room that have lost loved ones recently, people that have gotten medical diagnoses, people that have come out of addiction, people that have gotten great news about promotions, about jobs, all in different places. And yet God knows right where you are he knows exactly what you're going through. He knows exactly the circumstances of your life, what's going on in your marriage. He knows what's going on with your kids. He knows what's going on with you. He knows what's happening with your bills. He knows what your abilities are. He knows how he wants to, to bless you. He knows all the different things about you. And we so often go to other sources in order to find 
advice, counsel, peace. I'm anxious, I'm stressed out, I need to call this person, I need to text this person, I need to post it online and get feedback, I need to do something. And sometimes the last place we go is to the one who really knows what we need. One who really wants to help us. The one who doesn't just look at the outward but looks at the inward. The one who can really bring peace, can really bring wholeness. So I'm going to pray to close us, but I would just encourage you as you go out today to find time in your life to just get before the Lord on a regular basis. Read his word and just say the same thing. Lord, what do you want to speak to me? Lord, how do you want to talk to me? What do you want to do about this situation? I mean, maybe the Lord has a blessing for you in a situation where you feel overwhelmed and yet he has a blessing like Madison's lamps. An ottoman that turns into a coffee table and people that want to pay her to take their couch away. He is able, the Bible says in Ephesians 3.20 and Madison brought that up. He is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that we could ask or imagine by the power that's at work within us. God's Spirit wants to work in and through your life. And that becomes more possible if you take the time to slow down and plug in and allow him to do that. Allow him to speak to you. Allow him to work in your life. Father, I thank you for this church. I thank you for everyone that's here. Lord, I thank you that there's not a heart in this room that you are not intimately aware of. Lord, even as it said in Hebrews, God, that your word is active, it's living. Lord, it knows the the nakedness of the soul. It knows who we are, not just who we want to be or who we want others to think we are. Lord, it doesn't just know our failures, but it knows our potential. It knows our successes. It knows our struggles, Lord. It knows our victories. And so, Father, I pray, Lord, that you would continue, Lord, to draw people to you, Lord, that you could speak to them, that you could bring them into truth, counsel them, comfort them, and love them, Lord. We just dedicate this time to you. Lord, it's your church. We are your people. And we thank you for speaking to each individual person today, Lord, as they read your word and they reflected on it. Thank you that you are faithful. Thank you that you are still, Lord, the God who sees, the God who cares. In Jesus' name, amen. the next step and visit www.thebeatchurch.com and get connected with a community committed to applying these truths in their everyday lives. You can also give now to support our messages by visiting www.thebeatchurch.com give.